um, we're going to we're going to um, we're going to take off from where Pastor Rob ended this morning. Wasn't that an incredible message this morning? I'm still thinking of that. Don't resuscitate something that's dying. Like let it die. If it's dead and dying. Let it die. You know, I'm talking about our old sinful nature if you weren't here. He's meaning don't resuscitate those things that are bad and, and no good for us. And it's almost like we can't let it go and we want to, you know, keep it going. So today, this morning's message was supernatural name, that Jesus has got a supernatural name, that you're going to find out that what that is when we get there. You'll know what that name means. I know what kind of I would like my name to be. Read Proverbs 31, 26. Whenever she speaks, she speaks with love and kindness. I'd like that to be in my name somewhere. But we don't know what our name's going to be. He knows what our name's going to be. I think we'll just be grateful we get there. What did Rob, Pastor Rob say he wants my name to be? They're having a lovely little time here. Um, so we're taking off, launching off from this morning. And tonight's message is called supernatural living you gave it away Amy you're 30 seconds early no supernatural living is tonight's message and supernatural living quite simply put is this I'll turn it on oh my tongue right will be right there we go supernatural living is living the life God wants me to have which is an abundant grace-filled life and living the life he wants me to live. Not, not the life we want to live. It's living the life he wants me to live. The next part is, with supernatural living is, we need to be living on purpose. And we need to be living with an eternal perspective. Because what we see here and now is only a very small part of our story. So, to be living a supernatural life, living on purpose, living with an eternal perspective, we need to live the way that Jesus has taught us to live. Living this way is not a secret code. I don't know if anyone has seen Dora, not Dora the Explorer, it's Dora searching for the city of gold. They, if you... That's a my kind of movie. Anything rated PG or G is a my kind of movie. I actually asked all of our children to come with me to watch Dora the Explorer because I was too embarrassed to go on. No, not Dora the Explorer, Dora searching for the city of gold. I was too embarrassed to go on my own. And so I said to Leanna at school, how about you and me go to the movies together? She jibbed out on me. So I sent a message to Mariah and Josh and go, I was ditched even from a date with my daughter. And Mariah goes, I'll go with you, mum. I went, oh, you don't have to. Like, I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD because I'm still old school. Um, but Mariah came with me and it was a really good movie. But the whole movie was they were always exploring to find something that was hidden that they couldn't find and there was secret codes that you had to decipher. Living for Jesus isn't like that. It's all in plain view in this book called the Bible. It is holy. It is God-breathed. It is still living today. I, I feel like saying to you, this book is just for illustration purposes only. I actually read this book at home. I, I just wanted a book to look, the Bible to look big because I just wanted it for um, 
for you to see that we need this book to live by. Whatever your Bible is, your Bible can be on your phone. Your Bible can be any way. I actually like this book because it tells me lots of bit about lots of bits about the book so if I don't understand what the verse is it it tells me um, this is the NLT illustrated so there's lots and lots of information I actually love this bible but I kind of have to have it on the table it's a bit too heavy to have on my lap but I just thought it was good for you to see we need to live by this book we not only need to live by that book we need to live with the Holy Spirit inside of us and when I say we need to live by this book and live with the Holy Spirit and rely on the Holy Spirit because that's what gives us a supernatural life, it's not either or, it has to be both. You can't have one without the other. We need it. We need it all. And when he said, when Jesus said he was going to give us the Holy Spirit, he was wanting to give us the best gift that could ever be given. Now, we're going to read a verse now that were verses spoken by Jesus when he was promising us the Holy Spirit. And this is what it says. You might need your glasses on. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Jesus is knowing he's going. And he goes, I'm going to give you someone who is never going to leave you. And that is still alive and active in 2019. Whatever the date is, the 20th of October, 2019, it's still alive and active. That's this book. That's the power in this book. I love the way the Amplified says it as well. It says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counsellor, a strengthener, a standby to be with you forever. People pay mega bucks to have some of those things. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is here with us every single day. Verse 17 says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. We need to recognise who the Holy Spirit is because we might be that Holy Spirit that someone's ever going to see. Because of the Holy Spirit operating and acting in us, that's the only way they might recognise who he is. But you know him because he lives with you now. Jesus is speaking these words. He's speaking them. So he's going, he's with you now because they had Jesus with them. But he's saying, but later he will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. He's saying, you know how he's your comforter, he's your standby, he's with you. He's saying, you're never going to be alone when you've got the Holy Spirit with you. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. Don't we need reminders? <sighs> reminders. Holy Spirit reminders, um, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. How amazing is this gift? How amazing is the Holy Spirit? 
He's our advocate. He's the one that will be always saying, yeah, come on, you can do this. I'm for you. I'm with you. He's interceding on our behalf. We think we can be having a hard time at work and he's there interceding and praying if we just give it to him. He's the counsellor. He strengthens us. He is our standby, which means he's right here. He's not the standby. Oh, well, we hope you get on that plane like you're on standby to get the next flight or I hope there's a spare seat. No, he's right here with us all the time. There is, there is nothing worse than listening to a radio station that's not tuned right. There's a reason I'm telling you this story about the Holy Spirit. So have you ever heard a radio station that's all... Personally, I'd rather listen to nothing than having to try and listen to something. I was just going to say, if you're like me and you like vision radio... I have to turn on half a kilometre when I'm down Richardson Road, otherwise you don't get it, and you get to the Oval and you can no longer listen because there's two radio stations on the same frequency that have interference and then I get past the front street and I can turn it on again. It's not how the Holy Spirit operates. He wants us in tune to him. He doesn't want us with Vision Radio, sorry, I love Vision Radio, he doesn't want Vision Radio and us fighting with the other radio, local radio station and trying to decipher, was that the Christian one or was the country and western one the Christian one? Which, which, which song was I listening to? He's going, no, Pauline, I need you so in tune with me that that other stuff is just distractions. You don't need the distractions of having two radio stations. So if we say... He is a gift. I do not know why the Holy Spirit scares some people. We are Pentecostals and we do believe in speaking in tongues. That is part of the gift for us. We believe, I believe in the whole lot. I just want the whole lot. If he's got the gift, I'll just have it all. Because I want the fruit of the Spirit operating in my life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control and, you know, the characters that go with us. But this gift of the Holy Spirit gives us peace of mind and heart. I don't know about you, but I need that every single day. Everything, tell me how many counsellors, psychologists we are needing set up because we have not got peace of mind or heart. And that's what the Holy Spirit says he wants to give us. So can you see when we rely on the Holy Spirit and the word of God, it adds the super to our natural that we can be living the life that God wants us to live. I could close right now, but I've got two more verses that I need to go through. Two more verses. I was just telling you how good the Holy Spirit is. Now I've got the two verses of my message, okay? So when we're living a supernatural life, the passage that I'm going to read today, we're reading from the message translation, and we're going to look at two verses. That's how many verses we're looking at tonight, two verses, and it's called Place Your Life Before God, because we're talking about supernatural living, and this is what they say. So here's what I want you to do with God helping you. Take your ordinary, your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, 
you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Great. Sounds easy, right? Have you lived in this kind of world? It's not as easy as it sounds. So we're going to break it down. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. The Apostle Paul is actually the writer here of Romans. He's actually not asking you to do something you can't do. But you know what he is saying? He's saying, so here's what I want you to do. We've got to actually apply this to ourselves. I want on the count of three for everybody, that's everybody, to say their name. On the count of three, say your name because we're going to put your name into this because it's actually for us. So one, two, three. Pauline, take your everyday ordinary life. He's talking to each one of us now. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Do you know what he says here? He's not asking for your extraordinary life. He's not asking for your extravagant life. Guess what he's asking for? Your everyday ordinary life. You know, he wants you, he wants me to do what we are called to do. Each one of us are actually called to run a race. That's what this Christian life is. We're called to run a race. My race is actually different to yours. Do you know, we actually use the same map, but our paths are all different. But we use the same map. Our life isn't a skipping about kind of life either. I don't know about you, but there's not too many people who I just see skipping down the street. I have to say this. I did the park run yesterday. As a friend says, no, no clapping. You might have seen a photo, but that's just, that was just a fraud. Um, a friend of mine said she does the part run. I did the 30-second run. Yeah, I did it twice. Um, I did not see one person skipping while they were doing it. There was not one person skipping. There were some serious runners there. They were trying to get their PB happening. There were people walking, you know, quite briskly. But everyone was on the same path doing the same thing. And they all did it. And this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be on the path running the race that we are called to do. I certainly hope my PB can be better than what it was yesterday, just saying. 
Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says to us, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. God wants to use your everyday life, but he needs you to have endurance to run the race. If you don't know what that word is, look it up. You just got to keep at it. The key here is that you are not to give up. You know, if there are parents here in this room and we want to tell our children something important, we often say, look at me. Why do we say, look at me? Because they're They get so distracted by what's going around. And you know what? God is saying the same to us. He's saying, look up. He's saying, this life is important. I don't need you to get distracted, but keep our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So he's saying that to us. He's going, come on, Pauline, look up. Look at me. Look at me. Keep your eyes up. Don't get distracted. Make sure you're in tune to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I don't ever want you to think, but you don't know what I'm going through, Pauline. It's just too hard. I don't want to be smart and say, well, tell that to Jesus as he was carrying the cross for us. But I'm saying to you in love, that is why Jesus went to the cross and died for us, that we can live this kind of life because he is the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because we are not good enough to do it on our own. All right, we're just going to go back to looking at those two verses and then I promise you we're done. So the next part of that was embracing what God does for you. Embracing what God does for you is the best you can do for him it's not our life is not meant to be hard but I'm telling you it's not easy either I don't want you to put what's going on in life in the too hard basket thinking I can't deal with that because he says he wants your ordinary life he he's asking us now to embrace what comes our way and you'll be surprised what he has in store with your ordinary life Then he says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. It's so easy to go with the flow. We really do need to make a conscious effort about what we are doing. Just because everybody at your workplace has foul language doesn't mean you need to adopt that culture. Just because people in your workplace or your family are unkind and say hurtful things, do not copy that culture. You should not be so comfortable fitting into every situation. We weren't designed to fit into every situation. Sometimes we do need to think and act differently to what people are doing around us. Can I just draw our attention to this? This is what one heart we want to be known. This is what our culture is. We want to be informal. It means we're not bound by rituals that you have to do this and have to do that. As it says there, it doesn't mean we dress in singlets and shorts or start late. That's just casual. All of this stuff, if you've never been to Growth Track, we go through it all in Growth Track. So I'm doing a little plug for Growth Track as well. Growth Track is amazing. 
We want to be inspired by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's taking my, taking my message. We want to be impacting the collision of two cultures. Wherever the light of God shines, it leaves a mark. We want to be influential. We should have influence wherever we go. We want to be investing. Investing gets a return. Spending gets used up. We want to be imparting. We want to be passing on spiritual truths to others. We want to be a generational church. We want to be inclusive. We want to find ways to include people. And we want to be increasing. We expect to see growth. Can you see that's the culture, how it's important to have cultures? Because if we don't have one, everything else will try and tell us what our culture is going to be. The next part is instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. I love this. This is the power of salvation right here. That is exactly what he does when we give our heart to Jesus. He actually does the work from the inside out. That's why the religious leaders in the Bible days could not handle Jesus because they were so concerned about outward appearances and Jesus has only ever been concerned about what's happening inside. If for him, it's always been about an inside job. What does Matthew 23 tells us? It tells us, he's saying, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish and then the outside becomes clean too. What sorrow awaits you, the same thing. You're like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but inside you're filled with dead people's bones, all sorts of impurities. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but it says, but inside your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. They were strong words from Jesus, but I kind of think you get the point. He's not too impressed if you're a good actor, because guess what? He sees what's happening inside. You might fool people around you, but Jesus sees what's happening inside. You know what? We can spend time and money on outward appearances. I'm not against you having your hair done. Please have your hair done. I'm not against people having their eyebrows or their nails done. But make sure you are spending as much time making your soul healthy. This last part. The musos can come, then they think I'm finishing. It says, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. Those words there, readily recognize, you can only do that when you actually have a relationship with Jesus because we won't readily recognise. Otherwise, it's like having two radio stations that are going, you go, was that you? Wasn't it? Was it just me? Was it the pizza last night? Who would know? And it says, I love these words, respond to it quickly. I tell you what, as a parent... I love it when I ask my children to do something and they do it, respond to it quickly. Guess what? We are children of God. 
So now, when, hey, I've just got a revelation. Thank you, Jesus. When I ask my kids to do something, I want them to do it quickly because I'm a child of God and I want to do it quickly for you too, Lord. I'm going to be a Romans 12 woman. And you've got to understand, um, when, Jesus, when the Holy Spirit is speaking, we need to be able to understand and we need to be able to recognise. And that is why our vision because we don't want to be dragged by the culture of immaturity that's why our one heart vision statement says that we are to be a large relevant church of mature believers who love our community and I think we can only do that when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us because the Holy Spirit is the one who is our advocate he is the one who is our intercessor he is the one who is our counsellor he is the one who is our strengthener. He is the one who will stand beside us. I, I hope you're getting a hold of this tonight because when we realise how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives, this message tonight should really, none of it should come as a surprise to any of us. But we need to be reminded of this kind of stuff over and over again because we're actually leaking. We leak stuff out so I'm just going to read this through one last time the whole lot because this is what God wants us to do so here's what I want you to do with God helping you take your everyday ordinary life your sleeping your eating your going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering Embracing what God does for you is the best you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and res quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. And you might go, yeah, that's good for you. I sometimes feel like I mess up. Now Pauline will talk about herself. I don't feel like every day I'm always placing my, my life before God as an offering. You know, I sometimes just feel like I'm in survival, putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes I don't feel good enough. Sometimes I don't feel Christian enough. Can I tell you something? The writer of Romans was the Apostle Paul. Guess what he wrote in Romans 7, a couple verses earlier. He says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. So even the Apostle Paul is saying, Sometimes, you know, we don't get it right. But the only reason we can take heart to be able to do what Romans 12 says to us is because we have the map and we have the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit to come alongside of us to help us. He is the one that we need to be most in tune with. We need to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide us. 
there is no quick fixes. There is no quick answers, just simple obedience. It may be simple. I'm telling you, those two verses are actually simple to live by, but they're not easy. When the youth were away at the Youth Alive conference, they learnt this song. And there was just, I heard this song playing. And I remember saying to Nikita, you know that song where it says simple obedience, it changes history, what's that song? And there was just two lines. and And it said, there's a yes in our heart and it carries through eternity. Simple obedience, it changes history. It is simple, it's just not easy. Because you know why? We actually have to die to our sinful nature. Because that's what makes me keep doing the things I don't want to do. Things I don't want to do, I do. Because it's this sinful the sinful nature that we need the Holy Spirit to say, look, can you please come alongside of me? I'm struggling with this. I need your help. I know what the gifts of the Holy Spirit brings me and that's what I need to operate in. And it all starts with a yes. It starts with a yes. There's a yes in our heart and it carries through eternity because isn't that what we want our lives to carry through to eternity? So we have to have this yes in our heart. Simple obedience changes history. So God is saying, I want to take your everyday, ordinary life. I want you to lay it before me as an offering and he wants to help us. I really encourage you to go home and read the rest of Romans chapter 12. In the growth track, we also do this declaration prayer. And this is what we invite people to say. This is not the sinner's prayer. This is a prayer of simple obedience that changes history. To my Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, I say, however, whenever, wherever, and whatever you ask me to do, my answer is yes. Wherever you lead, and whatever the cost, I'm ready anytime, anywhere. I want to be used by you in such a way that on the final day, I'll hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in and let the eternal party begin. You know what? That is not the prayer of salvation. That is just a prayer that says, with the yes in my heart, I want to give you all that I have. I don't know if those words can stay up there. I just want the singers to sing through this this verse of the song or the chorus. And sometimes those words are quite hard to say because people can say them, but to mean them is another thing. To say whenever, wherever, whatever, I'm happy, the answer is yes. You sometimes need a couple minutes to think about it. So if we could all stand and I'll get the singers to sing. And I'm just going to give us a couple moments because you might choose to put your eyes up to the screen and go, you know what, I'm going to say those words in my heart. What you do.